When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to almost inexplicably the second Glasgow Patter Pod of the season two weeks in a row. We've a lot to get through today, so I've handed out the printed bananas to our guests and we're ready to get the action underway. Say hello, Mr. Bombastic Robert Borthwick. Hello there. And say hello, Scottish football's greatest Twitter, Scottish football Twitter's greatest honours, Craig Anderson. Hello. Once again, as it's before Christmas, and we've got some, we've actually got some European football to talk about, as Celtic got bodied on Mount Olympus by AAK on Tuesday. So as all the Scottish mainstream media, we better get a set, of, set of our agenda here now. Celtic AAK, what's the story of the match? Copyright Motherwell FC. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's coming out swinging. He is, he is. Uh, the story of the match. So, um, yeah, Celtic... Don't have a defence, um, which isn't used to anybody. It hasn't been for around about eighteen months now. Um, yep. It's so many people are saying, "Oh, Celtic in crisis." You know, this is crisis time now. They lost the Hearts. They lost the Athens. Um, but this is the most avoidable crisis of all time. If like, Brendan Rodgers knew how to buy a defender, knew how to buy a, a, a good defender, then this would be completely avoided. But he hasn't. He's he's not done anything of the sort. It's saying Jack Hendry. Um, young, talented Project Yes, absolutely A project And he's signed Marvin Comper Mind him Yeah, I mind him yeah, um, He's now had more mentions In this podcast Than he's had minutes For Celtic Oh, miles Miles and miles I don't doubt that at all um, And it's just It's not an issue It's not and, a new thing And Emilio Izaguirre And Emilio Izaguirre Of course, yes The return of the Actually, I have, I have an Izaguirre point And this sort of feeds into What you're saying as well Last year I think it was the Beersheva game. Celtic went into the game, or was it Beersheva? was the year before? They went in a game with Sidi Yanko, uh, Emilio Izaguirre, Effie Ambrose, and Owen O'Connell as our back four. Aye. Things have improved to a degree, you would suggest. <laughs> yes. But it's the same problem, it's the same issue that they're, that they're, they're trying to deal with there. No, that, that's exactly it. And it's, I mean, we've been saying it on this podcast, many people, Celtic fans, I mean, everyone can see it, they've been saying it for so long. 
that is the big issue and it was just a ticking time bomb and now it's gone off and you know it's the first time in, in Brendan Rodgers' Celtic management career that he's got an issue to face with there's still plenty of time left in the, the transfer market I don't doubt that they will ship out uh, Diedrich Boyata and get in another centre half that will happen it's too late yeah, yeah. They, they, they should have prioritised this but they didn't they went and splaffed £9 million odd on Odson Edward great player great signing hardly even featured well I mean he was injured for the for the return leg against Athens there was no depth in that Celtic team that's an issue I mean yes that's absolutely fine if they want to go and you know probably body the vast majority of the, the Scottish Premiership but it's not going to work in Europe and now this Celtic team because they are just blown away everyone in domestic competition that's the that's where they have to base their their thoughts on is Europe and it, they've not done it it, it just uh, it baffles me that you could say last year they've maybe went okay we've identified centre halves we've not been able to get them we've tried our best we've ended up with Compare, we gambled it didn't work all this kind of stuff we went in you can't you can't have that twice in a row at the time last year when they were identifying all the centre halves that they might want to sign surely one of them has become available again surely someone has come out even if they have to go and make a really boring signing, like some English boy off a Fulham or, you know, some club like that, well, they're overpaying a wee bit, but they're getting a guy who's... Reliable. Yeah, reliable, experienced, done something in the game, just to show things up. Because, apart from anything, part of the problem is it's quite a young defence they've got. Even someone like Simunovic, he's played a bit for Celtic, um, but he's himself in his early 20s. He's not an experienced player. He's younger than Hendry. Is he actually, yeah? Is he? Um, it could be. I think. Don't do not quote me on that. Feel, uh, feel free to ding me if I'm wrong. Henry's like 20, what, 23, so it's possible. Yeah. The, the only sort of. Even the semi experienced defender they have, which is Boyata, isn't that old either? Yeah. Maybe, maybe 26. Uh, these are numbers I'm plucking out my head, but you get the point. But the, I love how we're just making up ages now. Kieran Tierney is 12. Yeah. 12 years old, and he is pulling that Celtic defence together. The, it, it just it doesn't make sense that they've gone out yet again and yeah, signed in a position they don't need, as they've done over and over again. Alzani coming in, position, I don't know if that's been confirmed, but position they don't need. Yeah. And Cham last year, brilliant player, position they didn't need. Yeah, it's like I think in Cham's a bit of a harsh one because it, it may have been a position that they had plenty of cover for, but he has improved. Well, he's, he's better. And I, I think that that's that's by the by. I think um, you know Edward, Edward and Dembele are, are two of France's shining lights yeah. that are coming through, and they're they're younger teams. It's great, but <laughs> see if you can see if you can defend a simple cross ball, and you've oh. got guys like Mikael Lustig, absolutely clueless Mikael Lustig. Terrible footballer. Nah, he's not that bad. I just, I just really don't like him. There, um, there was that question of whether he should have been playing. Gam- Gamboa had done fine yeah. in the previous round, and Lustig came back. He, he sold the jerseys in the first leg, and he definitely sold the jerseys in the second leg. AK didn't look that great. I don't think. I think Celtic were better than them in the sense of a complete performance. Yeah, but AK knew how to defend. Yeah, and that's that's a very, very simple point that is always, always shown up in European football. It's, it's, if you can't defend, then you're not going to get through. You're not going to play in the big games. In European you're not, football, you're, you're under the spotlight. These, it highlights the flaws in everybody's game. And we all, every every Scottish fan that's seen their team in Europe knows this. And you know what your flaws are before you go into the game. And all it does is magnify them. And that's exactly what's happened to them now. And on, on, on the flip side, I mean, in that back four, Mika Lustig is a pillar of experience. Yeah. You know, Christian Gamboa, as good as he may have done previously, I think 
Rogers has seen this, seen the defence he's putting out, yeah. saying, right, we need an, expe- uh, an experienced head in there. And then he's ended up costing them. It's not a crisis, right? I mean, ask ask, oh. fan, ask fans of teams like, you know, Kilmarnock, Hearts and Motherwell, I know a few guys, um, <laughs> and they'll tell you what a, a proper crisis is. This is an easily avoided, but not avoided, mistake that Celtic have made in recruitment. That's what this is. They're still going to win the league. That's still going to happen. There's still so much. They could still have a really productive... Really good Europa League campaign. They, they need to draw. They need to draw on battle from way back when, where O'Neill's ex- expensively assembled team at the time when they won the first leg three one, looked like they were cruising through, fucked it up. Yeah, went into the Europa of uh, UEFA Cup at the time and butts their way all the way through to the final. Now it's a different beast. They're not going to get to fight. I mean, they could, but they're probably yeah. not going to get to the final. There's bigger teams in there now than there ever were. And they've also got centre halves. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, even if you say that maybe they do sign one now, assume they beat, they'll probably wait until after they play. Um, I think it's going to be the Lithuanian side, Suduva. Um, after that, they know they're in the Europa League. They can probably go out and, and maybe they can get their two million back in their disco lights and then use some of that, reinvest that in the centre half. I really enjoyed the video on Twitter that someone took from outside Celtic Park uh, the night that they got beat of the disco lights going off just really sadly. <laughs> <laughs> And the Glasgow rain, like they're just they like just had that cup to your enthusiasm music playing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was, it was a right shame. Turns out it was talking shite. So I mean, which is a year older. So yeah, that's that, that's entirely on me. Um, but again, coming back to the centre half thing, just very quickly, the the argument for signing Comper at the time was the fact that oh, we're going to get him in now. He can't play in Europe now, but that's fine. We'll bear them in for next year. The fuck is he? Like, does like where even? That, that's, the, that's the bit that I found baffling because they said at the time he's going to come in he's a bit of experience he's solid and he sounds like everything that he needed to be so either they've been sold a pop um, or alternatively he just doesn't fancy it at all I'm pretty sure he's in the basement that Johnny Hayes escaped from um, that, that seems to be the chat Johnny Hayes climbed up Marvin Comp in order to escape out the basement window exactly uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's just the, 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 goal, the first goal that they lost in, in Athens as well um, there were what seven Celtic players in the box, yeah, and not one of them picked up. Yeah, the, the, no one was even close to the game. And a picture that I think one of the Celtic fans tweeted yesterday, which was like, if you showed someone this picture and told them that Athens scored from it, you wouldn't believe it. And it's like the ball's just been cut back. They, I mean, Lustig would let the, let the boy cross it far too easily, but the ball's just been cut back. There are three Celtic defenders standing in a triangle, each of them within about three yards of the ball the AK player is like on the edge of the box yeah and yet somehow he was the one that got there first because they all were kind of on their heels or hesitant or didn't know what they were doing it was like just a complete nobody and they are taking responsibility as well and that's what you get when you've got young defenders as well there's nobody you know just going even if Cole Toure had been in that team he'd probably just have wiped somebody it might have been a penalty or something stupid but he would have, he would have tried to take control would, of the situation he would have attempted a tackle at the yeah. very least and <laughs> I, I think um, you know the, the, the Warren signs were on the wall on Saturday um, when a rampant heart and Midlothian took them to pieces at Fincastle <laughs> Park uh, but no seriously I mean it's Rogers came out after that game and said physically I thought the defence coped with it well I mean that that's just not true and if yeah. he thinks that's true that's an issue obviously the likelihood is he's just defending his players after yeah, the poor as, game yeah. and you move on but if he thinks that's true that's terrifying Jack Hendry got ragdolled yeah. in that match and Simunovic just hates Tynecastle Park he, he never, <laughs> never plays well there and you know Warren signs were there I don't think we expected to see them 
exploited after six minutes in Athens. I mean, that, that, was, that was terribly poor. But if you look at the rest of the performance, Celtic, as you say, they weren't that bad. Nope. You know, they, they weren't bad at all. It's defensive lapses, and that is an area that we've known for so long. Since Rodgers came in, they need to be better. But the rest of the team, you know, you, you look at uh, campaigns past under Rodgers, they've got through it because of domination in the midfield, great attacking play, Moussa Dembele taking it to teams like Man City and all that, and, you know, really showing himself. Yep. But the defence has always been a bit of an issue. And that's now just come to a head. Yeah. And probably Dembele starts that game. The way he played when he came on, he was very good when yeah. he came on. If he starts that game and he's fit to start that game, maybe, maybe they get over the line and maybe they get a 2 each or maybe they get a 3-2 win or whatever yeah. they needed. Griffiths, it's not helped. It's the two, two games he's started, he's not performed particularly well. He's obviously himself not played much football, which has not helped his cause. Yeah. But he really needed I thought it was a massive night for him. It was a chance for him because he's done it before he did it at Malmo. Yeah. That night at Celtic Park, there was doubts about him. At that point, I was under Dyla and there was doubts about him and he proved himself on that stage and he said, you know, you can stick your trust in me. And I thought maybe he's going to come out and have one of those nights again. He didn't. And I just wonder where he'd go. I, I don't mean to be <laughs> utter, I'm really not a massive, massive fan of Lee Griffiths. And I, I just don't know where he goes now at Celtic. He's not probably going to leave because, well, England's, England's gone for him. Nobody else in Scotland is going to want him, I and even if they did, Celtic wouldn't sell. Can't afford them. Well, no, I, I think there are plenty of teams, every team outside Celtic would want Lee Griffiths, oh, yeah, it's just they, they cannot afford them. Yeah, and he's yeah. on a, a, a fairly longish deal yeah. as well. And then you've got wages on top of that. Yeah, and, it know, it's, it's going to be up to the player to want to move for that to happen. But I mean, that's that's just that's speculation. But you're, you're spot on. You're, Griffiths has always been a bit of a sticking point for Celtic in Europe and it's shown that way again. Um, Edward not being fit was a massive blow for them. Massive blow. And then you look at, um, I think, the one player who stood out though in terms of, probably the only standout for Celtic I thought was McGregor again. The boy has just gone from strength to strength. I wasn't sure about him. Even this time last year, Rodgers wasn't necessarily picking him in the European games. But you're just watching him grow in confidence now. And he's now one that I would say is probably out on this in the Scotland team as well you put him down because he's shown Europe, European opposition not faced by it at all runs works hard technically good he's the one who has impressed me the most probably over the last year for Celtic he has a huge amount of versatility as well and that he's currently playing sort of on just on the left hand side yeah. but not properly not as a winger but tucking inside as well but if you dropped him we saw a couple of years ago he ended up playing left back um, against against Motherwell after after is he got hooked after half an hour, um, but he was he ended up playing left back in that game and, and changed that game because of his his energy in that role. Um, he can play sitting, play deeper, he can play higher, he can play just off the strikers. There's a versatility in there. What the only criticism you'd have is that he's not nailed one down, and that's a weird criticism to have have yeah. of somebody, but someone that's that technically able. I've always I've, I've always thought McGregor's absolutely fantastic. I think. Now that Armstrong is away, I think McGregor's value is going to show up mm. an awful lot more. Armstrong, as terrific as he was, is more specific as a player. Um, has his defined role. If Armstrong, or sorry, if McGregor's given that role, I think he's really going to flourish in there as well. I think he's going to be a really. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. I think he's going to be a very big player for Celtic this can, year. Can we, has anyone thought about the fact that Stuart Armstrong is the the point of importance here? Dundee United collapsed when he left <laughs> Celtic. Now he's left Celtic. Yeah. It's, it's not looking good. It's the Armstrong paradox. Exactly. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. yeah it's all Southampton will be holding on to him forever. <laughs> um, he'll be fifty-seven. He'll still be running about in the midfield because they're just, just so keep, afraid. Keep, keep him on the bench. Celtic are, Celtic are in week two. Um, 
getting beat by their coats in there. Can, can we go back quickly before we finish on Izakiri? Can someone explain what the point in that is? I he wore a funny hat once um, and he does good celebrations so it's, it's absolutely shit hot content for Celtic TV yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually Celtic TV are paying his wages yeah. uh, just so they can be like oh Emilio he's mad eh oh it's great he'll sell tickets that's wonderful like where are they going they've got Tierney who's a fit young fullback he, he's not going to want rested he's going to basically want to play every game and yeah. if when they don't play him it's going to be league matches at home to Motherwell at home to Hamilton at home to Kelly away to Livingston whatever you can play McGregor left back. You can play Calvin Miller left back. I don't know. The sound as Emilio. Emilio. What's the point? I don't. I just don't get it. I think uh, Paul the Tin has <laughs> <laughs> Paul the Tin has uh, some images of Peter Lowell, um, mm. and he's threatened them that if he didn't bring back Emilio Izaguirre, he would sell them to the press. Surely the images um, are just him standing next to him. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Or does Peter have some images here? <laughs> Is that your thousands of selfies, you fucking weirdos? <laughs> On that note, yeah. um, we'll move away from Celtic AAK. Um, should probably just mention that um, Hibs have just been, in the last sort of however many minutes, been eliminated from Europe after a 3 nothing body in by Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's men. Do we have any great thoughts on this? Didn't see a single minute of it. Uh, so, no. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, I... It was always going to be a, a tough one yeah. going away to Norway. It's such a weird place to get to as well. And that, that does make an impact. See, when yeah. you've got to make these strange journeys, when you're doing it as often as Hibs have been doing yeah. as well, obviously they've been to the Faroes, Greece and now uh, Norway. Yeah. That can have an impact. But I think Mulder are a beatable team. They were a beatable team. Um, so I think Lennon and Hibs will be a bit upset by that. Um, I've seen a, a few comments on Twitter saying any other day that could have been 3-0 the other way. It yeah. looks like it was a close game just with one side clinical, the other side not. Uh, which surprised me they started with McLaren and Canberry um, up front they have the likes of Stevie Mallon in the midfield um, Slivka started as well it, it sounds like it was a bad night at the office but you just yeah. can't have them in Europe and that's, yes. that's basically the crux of it um, we don't know what's going on with Rangers obviously but yeah it's a shame to see Hibs go out oh yeah it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame yeah. we don't do videos yeah, it really is <laughs> my heart bleeds piss <laughs> I watched the first half hour and yeah, they were fine. They were they were probably the better team in that first half hour. But I don't think they, I don't remember them creating a single clear cut chance. And the keeper made a save at one 0 but apart from that, there wasn't much in it. And so from that point of view, if you can't create clear cut chances in yeah. a game you need to score, you're you're probably going to go out. Yeah. And now that Hibs are no no longer going to back out, it does allow them to concentrate on the league now, which is very exciting because. I think I'm probably going to do it. Go for it. I'm very, very excited about this in general. <laughs> so, on that sort of note, we are now going to do snap judgments after two games and three or four Betfred Cup games for a series of the clubs. So, we're going to do snap judgments on each of the clubs in the top flight. Um, so, we're going to go as the league is currently sitting. So, oh, we will kick off straight away. <laughs> we will kick off straight away with Heart of Midlothian. Snap judgments on Hearts Rob. Gonna win a trophy this year. Don't know which one, but we're gonna win. Gonna win a trophy. Um this side just has a feeling about it. Probably jinxed it now. <laughs> um, but it, you just sometimes get that feeling. I got that with Motherwell last year in, in cup competition. 
you just felt like they were going to beat anyone that was in front. Obviously, Celtic, they succumbed to Celtic twice um, in the finals. But you just get that feeling with a group sometimes. And this one seems incredibly together. You've got new big characters coming into the changing room. Literal, literal big. (laughs) Uche was the the first name (laughs) off the tongue there. But it's true. I mean, you see it. I mean, little things like tweets, Instagram things, you, you listen to what he's saying in the press, you look at how the players are all reacting together when they're on the pitch, when they're celebrating goals, and you just get that wee feeling, you've got Uche coming, Ollie Lee seems Ollie like Ollie Lee was going absolutely tonto after the Lafferty goal. Aye. Um, it was one of the things I sort of caught in the background of two or three shots, and he was losing his mind. Big fan of it. Yeah, exactly. And you've got like... Um, also, that he played... Ben Grucho, What um, was it? Lee played with... Aaron Hughes or sorry Rob, Rob Lee played with Aaron Hughes at Manchester uh, uh, Newcastle aye. and is now playing with his son yep Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah spoiler alert Aaron Hughes is old as fuck um, but yeah I, I just got that feeling about it and you know see when there's a reason to be optimistic be optimistic I hate I, there's so many Hearts fans that are like oh but you know look at last season look at all this nah see if, see if the team's playing well get behind them go and follow them and, and see where you can push them and that's how I'm feeling my Hearts just now so I think one of the, the two uh, domestic trophies I think we've not won the League Cup since the 60s um, and the Scottish Cup is, is always up for grabs Craig? Yeah, well I'm going to go I think in a similar positive no, I, I see them finishing top four now I was very critical of their transfer policy before I saw the, any of the players just based on where they came from and what they did Haring Haring in particular has impressed me that boy I've seen the standard of the Austrian second division must be <laughs> sensational if that boy has come out of it but one thing I'll make as a, as a negative as a, as a sweeping statement is I reckon some point maybe October November Uche is going to go like 10 games without a goal and folk will start getting on his back um, very quickly and then his season might his entire half yeah. career might trickle out it feels like he's coming super pumped up for it like really sees this as his big chance but fantastic unplayable as teams start to suss him out a wee bit if you can suss out that type of player that that's kind of it though that's the interesting thing for me I've, I've watched Uche in pretty much every game he's played and Celtic at the weekend stood off him uh, unlike Cali Thistle who were planted on him yeah and that was, he, that was astonishing to watch stop doing it <laughs> and he scored twice against Cali and he assisted against yeah. Celtic and that's you know that's him taking two different two different ways you saw against Celtic Hendry allowed Uche to drop into the space didn't matter he Watching still has that ton of pace over a couple of yards to get past him and then just hold him Uche just brushing him off like he was like a stick insect was absolutely wonderful exactly so I, I think he can play in, in whatever way the defender wants to play him I think it, he's, he's got so many obviously assist against Hamilton as well mm. in the same way they weren't touch tight they came tight he turned him and rolled in Stephen McLean I think there's a lot more to his game than just the goal scoring so I think that even if he is going mm. through a barren spell he'll still be contributing enough I am going to do my heart snap judgement which is that uh, Lafferty and Uche if they stay together will become the best strike partnership in Scottish football history because <laughs> honestly the two of them are too weird uh, like Uche like, we've talked about Uche as well but I ended up watching a bunch of Lafferty goals the other day and realised that he doesn't do anything normal no. like none of the none of the ways he contacts with, he makes contact with the ball makes any sense whatsoever but pings it in corners continually it, it makes, corner. makes absolutely no sense whatsoever and I presume the only the only reason that he's a footballer is because he, he can do that because everything else about him is weird. His body moves weird. The way he moves, very odd. Absolute slender man. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they will be partners. Lafferty will be going one way or another, and I'm devastated by it. I know, but um, I want I want to commit to this bit. I okay, want this, I want this to be I want this to be a thing that they'll be the best strike partnership in Scottish football history. <laughs> right, Hibs, Craig, 
Both strengths. See, they have yep. just a snap judgment. It's like snap judgment. I need a snap judgment. Uh, Stephen Mallon will be a c- contender for Player of the Year. He'll be nominated for Player of the Year. I think he's been so good every time I've seen him since he came in. I know Fowler said, I think, on Monday's podcast, he's kind of divided judgment about yeah. some Hips fans. But I've watched him in these European games, the ones I've seen, um, and I saw the Mullerwell game, and just thought he's just. He was good when he played with St Mirren, but it seemed like he's gone down to England and even though it didn't necessarily work out for him, he's just maybe grown in terms of stature. He looks a lot harder. It looks like what Scott Allen did, except he's a bit more, um, a bit fitter and a bit more mobile and maybe even a bit stronger as well. I just think, I think, I think he's going to have a, a, a cracking season. On along, everyone along the same lines is, and I think Canberra's going to be player of the season because mm. I think he's going to score about 400 goals by Christmas. Um and then the rest of the season I don't know what he'll do but he's going to score so many goals so yeah I'm along the same lines but I'm going with Cam Berry on that I think Hibs are going to get relegated <laughs> <laughs> no quite the opposite um, I, I think Hibs will finish second um, and I think they'll finish second by a bit of a distance uh, I don't think it's going to be like a, a big challenge listen I, I think Stephen Gerrard is going to do a decent job at Rangers um, and I think that Derek McInnes as he always does will get Aberdeen to enough victories in the season to see them into Europe um, but I think their their place in, in, as the second best team um, is soon going to be gone, and I just think Hibs have enough about them that they'll be comfortably better than Rangers and Aberdeen. And I, I don't disagree with you, but I do worry when it comes to the middle of winter and they've got a couple of injuries because they don't have a huge amount of depth. I think their first eleven can compete, can very genuinely compete with anyone on their day. What happens outside the first eleven? I'm not totally convinced on when things start getting a bit harder because at some point they will, inevitably they will. My snap judgment is based entirely on reverse psychology. <laughs> Fine, great. Just so you know, uh, right? Rangers snap judgment. <sighs> Kyle Laffer is going to be the top goal scorer of <laughs> <in> the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it breaks my heart. Yeah, I I, I think that um, Kyle Lafferty will be the top goal scorer in the league. When, and Rangers. He, when he joins Rangers Aye. and Rangers and Aye. he's going to play through the centre of Rangers yep which is something that he only did in fleeting glimpses in his first spell really look at anything I mean you can take Lafferty out of it I just think a Rangers player is going to be the top goal scorer look at the way that they're creating chances just now they're creating so many I mean I think it was uh, Ali McCoist said that you know when you're a Rangers striker you get at least five or six chances per game yeah and I mean that that's basically a rule even if it's against Celtic you see last season they made so many chances Morelos failed to put away every single one of them but they do get these chances and I think that Lafferty um, if Rangers create five chances against Celtic Lafferty will score six <laughs> pretty much so at that, at that rate, given that they, they play them four times a season so at that rate alone Lafferty will be top scorer he'll create that for himself yes Aye, exactly um, yeah I, I just think I mean obviously the, the Lafferty thing is a bit of a joke he's not signed yet <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think a Rangers striker uh, we've not seen much of Sadiq yet um, tiny head apparently tiny head tiny head, head. unreal in the uh, Cup yeah. against Falkirk and he was apparently shite excellent Looks fantastic like He's, he's great he's got such a small head um, but yeah I, I think that no matter who it is and also I think that even if, if Rangers get Lafferty they'll, they'll buy another striker as well it won't just be Lafferty coming in I think 
you know, they've, they've done well to strengthen, especially focusing on defence first and foremost. Yeah. They've got Goldson, uh, Barz- Barzanich? Barzanich. Barzanich. Barzanich, aye, him. Uh, and they got, you know, they've, they've strengthened there. Lee Watson to fuck. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they're on got, the bench tonight. He is on the bench tonight, I know, <laughs> I know. But, re- like, he's to fuck. He's still there. Uh, and, you know, the, the midfield sorted. It's now, it's not a race against time. I think Rangers will definitely strengthen by the, the end of the window. But it will be up front that it's strengthened. I think Lafferty will be one and eight another. My, my prediction is Stephen Gerrard is going to sign six, seven, eight more players. And yet when it comes to like a Scottish Cup semi-final or something, Andy Halliday still going to have to play. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you can't get rid of him. It's like... He's essentially, in, he's, he's essentially in with the wood panelling at this point. <laughs> um, it's like a... I was going to say something sort of woodworn, but that seems a bit unfair. But yeah, he's basically in with the wood panelling at this point and cannot be removed. That and the marble staircase. Yeah, it's, he's now a part of Ibrox. Yeah. Um, my snap judgment on Rangers is that they are good. Great. Yeah, it was really, I, I, I'm, I'll be totally honest. I did not expect to make that snap judgment <laughs> um, about six weeks ago. So yeah, I'm fully holding my hands up. I was wrong. Fine, go. I mean, just look at it, man. They've not lost a game yet. No. Simple as that, and you know, even even if uh, the, the standard of opposition hasn't been the absolute best, still going. Away, like you say going away as Hibs have, and going away to weird places, and going away to um, travel is a difficult thing to do. They're still holding on. It's nothing. Each. Good. Yeah, I was just checking that. <laughs> That's fine. Before we dive in, oh, any I mean, Maribor. I looked at that and I thought I, I thought they played uh, very well against Aberdeen with ten. They looked pretty good in those other ties, but Maribor I didn't see. That first leg, but that result kind of yeah. still surprised me a little bit because I'm just Maribor are one of those names of a team that is difficult, and to get them at this stage of the tournament, you kind of feel feared, feared for them a little bit, and um, yeah. if you really do fear for Rangers ever, um, I'm sure their fans do. Yeah, well, yeah, some people, somebody out there does, but you know, I, I, I likewise, I think we sat here on one of the preseason ones, Graham, yeah. and kind of slagged off what yeah, we've we done. But yeah, we I mean, Kula Bali looks tremendous. Um, some of the other boys, I mean, we thought we said Golds, and we thought it was going to be a good thing, yeah. and he looks every every bit of that. But pretty much every player they've brought, and even the ones kind of like Kent in the area who might still go on. To yeah, one degree, would, yeah. They've, they've done alright so far yeah come on like snap judgement uh, they'll be considerably worse than last year considerably worse than last year sorry Craig how, how, how much considerably worse are we talking <sighs> considering they were very, considering they were very good last year I think considerably worse is not reverting to type because type for Kilmarnock in the SPFL era has been like 11th 10th yeah. I, I don't think it'll be that I'm just not sure they'll make top 6 um, there's, there's something about this season and what I've seen from Kelly so far obviously it's hard to judge them on what is I think described as a football pitch at Livingston um, it's hard to it's hard to look at that but I just I saw them against St Mirren in the, the Betfred Cup obviously first game of the competitive season it's hard to make judgments but that's exactly what I'm doing right now because that is the same judgments um, and yeah I just I don't see it the loss of Malumbu um, I just see it as being quite catastrophic um, for the Kelly side I think they'll still do well. They'll still pick up great results at Rugby Park. I think uh, Clark has made that a proper fortress. One defeat in like eighteen games or something. Ah, it's ludicrous, and that's that's what I mean. And obviously Rangers at the weekend um, as well will be a huge game. But yeah, I just think that we we won't see Steve Clark nominated for Manager of the Year, but he's still going to be doing a good job at Kilmarnock with the resources there. I'm going to say almost the opposite. I think we have been, and we'll continue to be missing up judgment. We're going to continue to be underestimated this season, but will ultimately finish top six. I think I think finish top six. I think 
the team's not fully there yet. There's still probably additions to come in, but from what I've seen so far, none of the players who played well last season have really got any yeah. worse. Um, the the Samirin game, neither of the first choice fullbacks were playing. And Such a big part. Well, still missed um, having Mill and, and Callum Waters try to do what Donald yeah, Taylor yeah. do. Yeah. It's not happening. St Johnston, they were tremendous. The, the second half against St Johnston is as good as I've, I've seen Kilmarnock under Clark. Levy, they weren't good. Um, that pitch will take a lot of teams out. But I think Kelly will be underestimated. I've been, I don't understand why it's been, but like a lot of the pre season talk has been about. Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs is the top five, but Kelly were fifth yeah. last season. And yes, Malumbu's gone, didn't play that many games, might still come back. We'll definitely bring someone else in his position. Yeah. I think we'll finish I think we'll finish sixth. Uh my snap doesn't I think Kilmarnock will make a final. I don't know again, I don't know which final they'll make, but I think Kilmarnock will make a cup final. Um Clark seemed genuinely devastated at the end of the Aberdeen game mm. last year and <coughs> so are we all had it being a Kilmarnock Motherwell Scottish Cup semi final, Kilmarnock would have beaten Motherwell. I don't think there would have been much in it, but Kilmarnock would have won one one nothing. Um it would have been very tight and then Kilmarnock would have made it to the Scottish Cup final. What happens there, I don't know. But yeah, I it's think not, I th- it's not lost to Celtic yet. This is it. I think I think Kilmarnock will make a final this year. I think Clark will look at it on the basis of what's the best thing for me to do. Finishing mid table, finishing the top six is a is a good thing to say. Take Kilmarnock to a cup final. Whether it's from the perspective of him looking to get a new job or him looking to say look what I've done at Kilmarnock and leave Kilmarnock if he's going to leave Kilmarnock he wants to leave it on a high note with everybody exciting Kilmarnock will be a cup final this season um, I'll jump in with my uh, Aberdeen snap judgement uh, I think they're going to leave the uh, Scottish Premiership and join the English League because everyone's been so excited about how they did against Burnley <laughs> and highlighted that Aberdeen are brilliant and Scottish football is brilliant which is uh, of course it is but Aberdeen are going to shock everybody by Christmas leaving and uh, <laughs> joining the English League. Great. Yeah. That's a that's a heck of a snap judgment. Yeah. That's well great. into it. Huge fan of it. Huge fan of it. That's nice. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to question it. I'm just going to look forward to it. Your snap judgment. Snap yeah, judgment. judgment is that in January they'll be back in for yet another striker. <laughs> We've just signed Wilson from yeah. Man United. Jimmy Wilson. Very hard to know. Definitely a talent but he's 22 years old or whatever and he's still Yep. not establish himself as a player and I reckon it might it might be another one that just doesn't care just comes up you know takes takes the wage not bothered seems to be his issue at uh, Sheffield United um, last season was... so essentially he's Liam Grimshaw and then Aye. yeah cool Steve, Stevie May I like him it's not happening for him Cosgrove won't score goals so he'll be back in in January trying to sign Louis Moult again what about what about Bruce? Who the fuck calls their son Bruce Anderson? See, <laughs> <laughs> you just can't really trust people from the northeast. No, it's weird, isn't it? Aye, um, ah, yeah, Bruce Anderson does look like a, a very big talent, and it's so he'll get about eight games. Well, you say that, but I mean, look at what happened with Scott McKenna last year. I, I know, I know that Aberdeen. I wouldn't call it an issue as such. If the young players aren't good enough, then McKenna isn't going to put them in. That's it. Simple. But he gave that trust to Scott McKenna last year. That could easily happen with uh, Anderson. His finish against yeah. Rangers, despite the fucking weird attempt to clear in it from Goldson, mm. um, was a very good finish. You saw what his, uh, his goal against Rachel Rovers for the Aberdeen Colts was the other night. The boy's got oh, a talent, um, and you know you never know. He could step in and, and be the guy mm. um, that, that comes in and, and relieves that stress on the likes of Stevie May, James Wilson, who's probably already stressed. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that he's had to move to Aberdeen, but yeah. uh, aye, it's there's there's every possibility that that he could be the guy this year. There's uh, no reason why not. 
It's good to see that Aberdeen are putting more trust, uh, trust in youth. Just well, you've got Ferguson as well, who they'll be paying two million quid for in whatever in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, I really like the look of Ferguson. As I, well. I really like the look of him. Obviously, it's it's hard to say. Oh, you know, he didn't look great last year. He wasn't in a great team. He did look great year. last year, and he still looked all right. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, thought I thought he was terrific when he played. Man, there was there was still him. I mean, <laughs> Hamilton had that edge last year yeah. um, <coughs> with Tempo and etc. As well, yeah. I thought he was terrific last year. I thought he was, he was terrific as a. Repl- it's a like for like replacement for Dockery and they should be absolutely kicking themselves that he left for a bit of money as opposed to yeah, a lot of money. money yeah yeah. <laughs> that's judgement is Aberdeen are going to finish below Hearts I was tossing second. up <laughs> second place exactly I was tossing right. up because I reckon Aberdeen are going to grind their way to second place I think I think other teams are better but Aberdeen are going to grind their way to second place that was my other snap judgement alright different last year yeah they're just going to grind their way to second place and they're going to be winning games Against everybody else, they'll lose to Rangers and Celtic. They might pick up some points this year against. Uh, some, obviously, they've got the draw against Rangers already. I think they might pick up some points against Celtic, um, but I, I think they'll just grind their way past everybody else and finish second. I'm going to make up my snap judgment uh, final positions for the Scottish Premiership because right now it's looking fucking mental. <laughs> Celtic, Hibs, Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen, and then someone else that isn't Kelly apparently. Yeah. Cause, uh, that, that was, that's that was what that I'm saying. behind it because I'm like I'm looking at that and I'm like who who do I think is actually going to make the top six if we don't? There's a lot of snap judgments to come. There certainly is. Have we had your snap judgment, Aberdeen Craig? Yes, yes, yes. Um, snap judgment on Celtic. So boring to make a snap judgement on Celtic, isn't it? They're going to win the league. Oh, <laughs> fucking wow! Um, my snap judgement is that Brendan's uh, speech on the final day after the lifting the trophy is going to be about 14 minutes long, and he's going to leave. He's gone. I think he's. I think he's. I he's think not. He, he's not going to see ten. He's not going to see ten. No, I know. I, 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 I don't think anybody. I don't think any of us. I think when we talked about this last year. I don't think any of us. Any of us saw that. I think we all know that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the hottest of takes but I think he'll do a very long speech and I think he'll leave aye uh, pull out an envelope his own name's in it <laughs> that's how he says goodbye he burns it and walks away <laughs> where the lighter fluid come from though <laughs> <laughs> Craig any snap judgments or Celtic Scott Allen to somehow stay there and not play but nobody to come in for him now because he's literally the only team that would have probably wanted to sign him might not bother anymore no got Hyman well, that's it Go I mean, yeah, they do no, or, maybe, or maybe like they'll get five injuries for some game and he'll play and he'll be brilliant and then he'll be like the next see Stuart when, Armstrong or something see when Ryan Christie came on um, for Celtic in the was it the Rosenborg game I genuinely forgot he was a Celtic player I hadn't absolutely like he was, runs out in a Celtic kit from the obviously halfway line for a substitution Jesus right? there he is I'd entirely forgotten you were a Celtic player mate nonetheless there you go the jerseys do shrink right. um, <laughs> St Mirren they're not finished bottom. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think they're terrible. Quite frankly, <laughs> I thought they played. I thought they were. Their fans were excited about their performance against Kelly. I did not share that excitement. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they're, they're just not good. Like they don't have good players. They've got this money coming in from McGinn. Maybe if that gets well used, but Stubbs and the signings a mixed bag at best when he was at Hibs um, they do have a double barrelled surname striker though Doug really? Madsen so I reckon they could be alright that's actually where Scott Allen's going to end up I take back my previous one he'll probably go there because Stubbs will take that's him. a great shout um, and then the entire year even though he's not contracted to St Mirren Stubbs will just be saying we're not going to sell Scott Allen to Rangers <laughs> <laughs> like it's some sort of weird Nam flashback yeah. um, aye. 
It's not a bad show, actually. Yeah, but I, I think they're just... They're coming in... Un, they're underprepared in the sense that I think... Unlike Livingston, who kind of come in and know they're going to have a scrap, Samirin come in, Tony Fitzpatrick, I think it was talking about shit about top six finishes and biggest clubs in Scotland. They're deluded. It's... It's strange that I actually really agree with you that despite the fact that Samirin knew that we're going up for weeks and months beforehand, they do seem underprepared for it. The fact that they're still scrabbling around at this point and don't really seem to have a great clarity in what they're doing. Um, my snap judgement is that while they may finish bottom of the league, I think they're going to finish top of the par league. Um, they're the North Bank's banners at Ibrox. Every time I think about it, still makes me laugh. It's it's one of the best banner displays that I've possibly ever seen. Yes, um, uh, for anyone that's not seen this, which I presume everybody has, Rangers are a tifo saying our, our, was our, our, city, our, our city, our club. club, to which the St Mirren fans had a banner prepared. Uh, your club is dead. Your city is shite. Yeah, <laughs> which is excellent. Excellent. Even as even as three Glasgow residents. Getting around here is, is good. It's oh, still good. It's just a really. It's a, the I, preparation to go into to turn up and do it is absolutely I mean, fantastic. There is, a, there is an art to these really good. Yeah. I, I remember when Motherwell played Rangers a few years back and Motherwell were top of the league at the time. And Rangers had been doing all the We Welcome the Chase yeah. thing and the Motherwell Ultras had the We Welcome the Chase banner. <laughs> and I pissed myself laughing yeah. at that. The more like high quality stuff like that you can get, the better. It's also worth mentioning that one of the guys that's very involved in the North Bank is a guy called Josh McGuinness. Um, so fully on board and great support of the North Bank going forward <laughs> I'd like to declare my support for them going forward um, right so Hamilton snap judgments 10th <laughs> I, I reckon Ziggy Gordon alone is going to keep them up um, given that Connor Salmon tried to header him back to Hamilton at the weekend and he just got back up I mean, he, like, he looked a wee bit sore and a wee bit groggy but the impact that he took and then played through the rest of the game despite being a right back playing on the left hand side or back three um, I thought he was the fact that he got him through that game I thought he was great through the game as well um, I think Ziggy Gordon alone because he's so Hamilton is going yeah. to keep them up I think Alex Penny is going to score at least five own goals <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely so after about an hour he was absolutely breathing out of his arse on Saturday like genuinely hands on his knees Bent, doubled over, looked absolutely done in. Where did he come from, Alex Penny? Do we know? The black hole that Aki's got all the signings <laughs> from. Like, I don't know. Was, he turned up at Aki's one. He turned up at Aki's one. They have like a generator that like yeah. sits it. There's not, not real people. Like, they, get, they get created to turn up on. It's essentially somebody's mate that turned up at fives. Created, complete, complete with backstory. Yeah. Um, fake passport. Solid man. regen. Yeah. Solid regen. Solid regen. Uh, any, any snap judgments from Halton? That's it. Was Alex Penny's going to score at least five goals. They're going to finish tenth because that's what they do. And yeah, yeah. They don't look terrible enough to get to break that cycle. Yeah. Cannon, <laughs> all right. So yeah. Just something else is that's worth looking at. Um, so if you scroll back through Hamilton Aki's um, Twitter timeline, Martin Canning's face in every signing picture is exactly the same. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mauricio Pochettino was like that yeah. as well, and that became a big thing. And Canning has got his. Stock. He's, like, he's got he's got like a Martin Canning mask of his own face that he's wearing for these. It's unbelievable. I, I think it's just a redressed Martin Canning mannequin every time. <laughs> um, I think that's all it is. He's too busy signing. He's too busy in the black hole. Trying same, to figure yeah. out a footballer. Same same jumper, same face. Buying new tests. Yeah. <laughs> uh, snap, four to go. Snap, snap judgments on Livingston. Uh, Livingston are going to finish in the top six, and I'll tell you for why. <laughs> so, their pitch is going to start swallowing up the opposition like that weird goo stuff in the film Under the Skin. 
you know when Scarlett Johansson uh, entices the laddies back to her place and then they just fucking collapse yes. into, the, into the sort of weird liquid and then get sort of vacuumed up as uh, alien space fuel kind of like um, a Essentially, like uh, Terminator Two. Aye, yeah, aye. pretty much. So, I I think that what they've actually created at the Tony Macaroni Arena is a living thing, and it will start taking bodies. There will be deaths, and uh, teams are going to <laughs> teams are going to have to start signing new players. Um, Celtic to. Celtic will cotton on to it though, and they will send out a starting eleven of just Martin Comper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just to make sure that he's absolutely gone, um, but yeah, I, I think that that's that will that will see Livingston safely to a top six finish. They won't do very well away from home. Uh, but How many teams home, are in your top six? Six now. <laughs> Finally got six in the top six. Good, good. Any from you, Craig? You've you've been to the Macaroni yeah, this year. Yeah, this yeah, the, the, the Mac. The Mac is I, back. The T Mac. I mean, I'm, 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 I couldn't believe that pitch. Not in the sense of. I don't, I don't think it affected the game as much as people would say but it just like watching these black pellets splashing yeah. I think I think Joel described it as like a waterlogged pitch that's exactly what yeah. it looked like except it wasn't logged with water it was pellet logged Chris, Chris Block sliding down at the back post and then just the shower yeah. of pellets um, that went flying off his arse was wonderful so my, my snap judgement on them is that they will stay up I think they will just graft I didn't think that at the start, but see, just watching them, they've got players there that are are fine at this level, much like Hamilton, and I think they might might pull together enough points, like just out of nowhere, just to stay up. Other than yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, yeah, just no, they're, yeah, they're, they're not good. They like, don't yeah. get me wrong; they're not good, but they don't need to be good. The 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 spirit hasn't departed with um, with Hopkins. Good. Have you ever seen the film Sharknado? Mind that bit when a shark comes through the sand <laughs> and eats people? That's what's going to happen. They've got those installed at the Tony Macaroni Arena. They're hidden by the pellets. They're actually made out of pellets. I was thinking of sharks. And, and, and to and speak. To obscure a reference, but like in, I think Lemmy's Daft Wee Stories book, it's about the, the boy that um, his couch starts wanting to eat people. Aye. It's the same Aye, idea. It's, that. it's actually got teeth. But they're made out of pellets. Excellent. Uh, St Johnston snapped their ju- judgment. My, mine is that they're going to be sexy. Tony Watt's going to get back in the Scotland squad. <laughs> I think so, I genuinely think St Johnston are going to be sexy. I think it's going to take them a few games to get there. But remember, you can't three, describe anyone who wears those kits as sexy. I know. But you know, a couple of years ago, when uh, Tommy Wright forgot that all he wanted to play was eight defenders, and he went and had his team that scored loads of goals, and Stevie May, yeah, and they were really exciting. And Nigel Hasselbank, and they all had a lot of fun. I think this year is going to be a sexy St Johnston side. Yeah. I think they'll lose a bunch of games. And they're going to finish and they're going to finish bottom six. But I think they're going to be sexy when they do. It. I'll happily buy into that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Matthew Kennedy will get an SFA ban for diving at some point (laughs) (laughs) Rugby Park first game of the season he must have done it about five times Uh, he learned from the best of Kelly so good lad I like that it's just a a consistent level of shithousing I like Matthew Kennedy Um, Dundee they keep talking talking of boys on the podcast they need to get a goal scorer to get the top six they need about 15 players to be the top six they're rubbish. My snap judgment is that Dundee will never score another goal. <laughs> Ever. Uh, For open play or at all? They're going to have to survive on Alex Penny's own goals right, okay. <laughs> to stay up, and that, that'll be that. Uh, my uh, snap prediction is that five weeks into the season, they will bring up the new stadium every single week until the end of the season. Um, and keep reminding people that if they don't, if they stay up, they'll get a new stadium. If they go down, they won't. 
and eventually the, the pressure will get to Paul McGowan and he'll batter another copper and still not get the jail still not get the jail final uh, bottom of the league Motherwell snap judgments uh, Curtis Mayne and Tottenham Salmon's heads <laughs> will smash together at one point causing the rapture <laughs> held together so that's going to happen while presumably at Livingston and the swamp monster that lives in the pellets there Aye. it's going to reappear and, and pull them apart I've had so many painkillers today <laughs> it's really all coming back to me yeah I think that uh, I think that will happen fuck it uh, my snap judgement is that we need fucking more Thunderdome they've obviously turned down the Thunderdome over the summer and to be honest I'm fucking furious about it <laughs> more Thunderdome more cunts running harder more cunts hitting people people keep saying oh no we need to play more football no we don't no you don't no we don't we need to run harder we need to hit people harder Aye. essentially essentially what I'm looking forward to is Motherwell winning the Super Bowl next year <laughs> this is what I want maybe at some point may take about 13 or 14 weeks into the season they will complete a pass <laughs> magic so that's our snap judgments of all top flight teams. Uh, we're away to record the, the Patreon just now, uh, which you can subscribe to for $2 a month. Oh, uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Terrace Podcast, where we will be having the return of a Terrace Podcast favourite, uh, as Rob and I have finally managed to end up on the same show again. So we'll be bringing back Doom a Solid. Yes. So we have a collection of solids to be done. Um, if you would like to check us out on Twitter we're new logo we have the new logo we've had a rebrand including Fuck a you and in your head <laughs> including a new yeah, head right up the zine including a new header picture which honestly every time I even think about it makes me giggle <laughs> so it's very much we're very much having a look at that if nothing else even if you don't follow us just go and have a look at that um, we're obviously on Twitter if you search Terrace Podcast on Facebook if you search for Terrace Podcast um, we are done Aye, yeah. that's everything uh, you can get us at, sh- at terracepodcast at gmail.com um, thank you very much for your time today Craig thank you thank you much for your time today Robert thanks Graham yes Sports Social Podcast Network